Hey guys, it's Lauren Yates here, celebrity interviewer, entertainment reporter, and the host of this podcast, Rave It Up, celebrity news, reviews, and interviews. If this is the first time you're listening, go check out our show's trailer on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to learn more about us. And make sure to follow us on social media to tell us what else you would like to hear from this podcast. We are under Rave It Up TV on Instagram, Rave It Up Show on Facebook, and our website is raveituptv.com. Now today, we sit down with Australian drag performer, reality TV show contestant and singer Courtney Act. Not only was she on Australian Idol back in the day, but also won UK's Big Brother and was also on Australia's Dancing with the Stars and was even a judge on the show as well. Something I love about Courtney is she goes beyond labels. She's simply sometimes a girl and sometimes a boy. This is a whole new generation. She's making it okay and acceptable really showing everyone that we can fully be ourselves and chase our dreams no matter what, which suits this show so much. That is what we always promote too. So let's get into this interview today and learn from the one and only Courtney Act. Three, two, one. Let's do this. Raise it up. Hey guys, it's Roger May from Breaking Bad. It's Adam Stavani from Step Up. It's Keegan Allen from Pretty Little Irish. Hi, this is Arthur Butcher. It's Cosentino. It's Rob Mills. It's Todd McKenney with Lauren Yates on Rave It Up. Raving It Up. Rave It oh, Up. Fun. Hashtag Lauren Rave It Up. Yep. <laughs> Sorry. Thank you, I like that effect. <laughs> We're raving it up. How are you going today, Courtney? You. Thanks for having me. You are very welcome. Welcome to Rave It Up. Thank it's you. your first time on the show, Hi, so everyone. you're going to have a lot of fun. <laughs> Now, how does it feel to be back in Australia? Because nice. I love being home. Um, you live in LA now, don't you? Yeah, I've been in LA for seven years, and so it's nice to be back here in Sydney. And um, I'm sure, the family miss see you. My sister and my nephew, who's one year old. Oh my gosh, that's so I cute. I forgot to bring a gift, but I've got time to buy one still. I keep um, giving him like like gender neutral gifts. Well, actually. <laughs> They're not gender neutral. They're like, it's like a pink glittery penguin. That's um, cute. And like non-traditionally male gifts. I feel like it's my duty. I want to be like that weird uncle who's like, gives you the crazy gifts. I gave him like a baby Mozart set. Oh. Um, Although it was CDs, so it's like, already spoiling him. Yeah, but like, who has a CD player anymore? So I think I don't think that worked. I think I still do. I just don't you use do? it. <laughs> you know what? I it's that thing. Yeah. I bought. Well, I was putting together my album, and I um, I was like, oh, the Kylie Minogue Impossible Princess cover from the 90s, the hologram one. Yes. I was like, that's what I want the inspiration for my album to be. And so I got on Amazon and I ordered Kylie's Impossible Princess with the holographic cover. I waited for it to arrive. It got there. I tore it open and then realized I don't have a CD player. <laughs> So I just That's listen. I just listen to it on Spotify. Uh, yeah. You don't have like the CD slot and laptop. I'm in the or car. Anything? No, oh. not in the laptop. Laptops don't have CD slots anymore. Yeah, you've got to they get the have, little attachment now. And they don't even have like plug. Like the new MacBook, it just it confounds me. Like it's it's just got holes in it, but none of them fit anything that they sell. It's very confusing. Isn't it interesting? They still sell CDs. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> now, since this is your first time on the show, yes. we'd love to get to know you a little bit better. Yeah. So I think it only makes sense to start from the beginning. Sure. Well, the last time I was here at the Roosevelt, I was actually on a date just in that corner. Oh, this is trip down memory lane. Right. Was it successful? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, well, we ended up going to Paris together, but it was on a TV show. But also, I must say, the maitre d' at the Roosevelt is very tall and handsome, so I'm just waiting for him to arrive. Yeah. 
Yeah, Got to spot a, him out for well, me I too. A, I, was on a, I was on a date with one, but I had one eye on the date and one eye on the on the maitre d'. It's like, who do I like better? <laughs> oh well, it's at Paris though. Yeah. I'm jealous. I haven't been there yet. <laughs> so let's go down memory lane. Sure. You first auditioned for Australian Idol as Shane, yeah. and then you re-auditioned as Courtney. Yeah. So, and you raced through to the semi-final. So congratulations. Thank you. And this was the first season of Australian first Idol. First season, so way was, back in 2003. It was the same season as Paulini. Sebastian, Shannon Noll, and even Rob Mills, who's been on this show a couple of times. Oh, she's lovely. I haven't met her yet, but she seems absolutely beautiful. I love Millsy. How was your experience on that show? Because I've heard a lot from Millsy and how his experience was. It was amazing. You know what? I didn't... It's funny because I think I had like this ignorance in a positive way where I was just like doing what I did and didn't think anything there was anything strange about that or that it didn't have a place on television or anything like that and I think everybody agreed and just went along with it they resonated with it obviously yeah it's funny because you know American friends are like oh that had never happened in America (laughs) and I'm like okay whatever Mary but like it 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 did happen and it was received so well and um I'm just grateful that I had that opportunity and and Dicko was a big champion of me on Idol which was lovely to have you know, his his daughters loved me. They thought that I was like a real life brat doll, which I kind of am. Role um, model. <laughs> role model. I don't know if anybody wants to aspire to be a brat doll, but, but I think they're sure anatomically incorrect. First of all, but yeah. yeah. Oh, that's great. Were you were, were you a little annoyed that you know you couldn't get through a Shane? But um, no, I was just grateful to be there. Um, I think there was like thousands of you know blonde Twinkie boys that turned out to audition, mm. um, but only one Courtney act. And I think that was, that's what, I mean, I love, I love this. I love performing in drag and getting to express my gender and, and different aspects of myself in different ways. And Mm -hmm. so I'm, I think retrospectively, I'm probably thankful that I didn't make it through a Shane because that could have been a much less glamorous and fabulous career. Just wearing boys clothes all the time. Like how boring. (laughs) Everything happens for a reason, right? Exactly. Well, I don't know if I believe that, but I believe everything happens and then we apply the reason to it after the fact but Ooh, either way that's deep yeah i like that yeah see i don't go for all of this everything happens for a reason bullshit can i say bullshit yeah go ahead i don't <laughs> i don't i don't i don't believe in i used to believe in that but i've actually become like a godless atheist in the last few years and i think that everything happens and then we apply the reason afterwards mm. i think it's very easy to like see like a logical path after the fact but i that's think that's true i think that like I think it's still a bit chaos, and mm. I think you just have to make the most of the chaos. Ooh, yeah. I love it. You're already giving us life advice. It's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> and I've got to say, I don't know about you, but it's a bit sad that Australian Idol's not on anymore. I do, know. You, do you miss it? It's I I I I want like a reunion. Oh, I wanted a ten year reunion in 2013, that. but that ship has sailed. <laughs> Um, a while ago now. <laughs> maybe we'll have to wait to 2023 for an Australian Idol reunion. 20-year reunion. Get them all back together. Yeah. It would have been cool if it continued and then you came back as a judge or something. Well, I kind I of think want, we'll watch that. I kind of want, like, like young talent time version. Like, yes. I was always hoping that Australian Idol would, like, spin off into young talent time where, like, each week, like, me and Paulini would sing a duet or, you know, Millsy and Nolsey would do a skit. I don't know. I just, <laughs> I just, I love young talent time. Tiny Tina and Danny. Yeah. And all the gang. Well, 
maybe give them a good idea. Yeah, bring young bring talent time. Oh, they did bring back they young bring talent time. They brought it back with Milsey as the host. Oh my god, they did too. But they didn't. Uh, didn't last. Didn't last. Yeah, I don't blame you, Milsey. No, it's not your all. fault. No. Definitely not. <laughs> those damn talentless kids. I'm kidding. I'm or kidding. it's the people that just didn't watch the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey guys, it's RJ May from Breaking Bad. It's Adam Stavani from Step Up. Bryce Johnson from Pretty Little Liars. It's Rob Mills. Todd McKenney with Lauren Yates on Rave It Up. These celebrities are sharing a message of hope and inspiring the younger generation in our new book, Knowing What I Know Now. This is filled with 70 quotes from your favourite celebrities on what they would tell their 14-year-old selves. A book filled with amazing advice to help you chase your dreams or help you deal with bullying or depression. It is available worldwide as a paperback or ebook version. Go to raveituptv.com to buy your copy now. There is even an audiobook version coming very soon. In this day and age, we are surrounded by technology and electricity all the time. Like our phones and laptops, phone and radio towers, Wi-Fi, electric power lines, and the appliances in our home. Do you know that these could be damaging your health because of the electromagnetic radiation coming off them? When I found Orgone Effects though and bought their products, I immediately noticed a difference. I started sleeping better and was even calmer and not always high in adrenaline. Orgone Effects has over 20 years experience in developing products to neutralize the harmful effects of EMRs. I have six of their products myself now and I could not recommend them highly enough. These products last a lifetime too, so you only have to buy them once. Go check out their website, orgoneffectsaustralia.com.au. That is O-R-G-O-N-E effectsaustralia.com.au. And type in the coupon code RAVEITUP at checkout. For all of this, were there any other careers that you wanted to pursue? Or Well, I wanted to be a lawyer, but then I realised I was just watching too much Ally McBeal. And then I wanted to be a doctor, but then I just realised I was watching too much ER. And then I realised that I just wanted to be an entertainer. So it was the TV that was yeah. getting to you. Yeah. It's like, do I really want this? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I've always kind of wanted to do this. I grew up as a performer in a singing and dancing and acting sort of environment, doing pantomimes and musical theatre. And um, yeah, it's just, that's kind of the only thing I've ever really wanted to do. It's always been a passion, yeah. hasn't it? That's great. And we do really respect what you do, and we'd love to know more about it as well. Sure. What made you want to do drag? Well, I... Some people, I'm sure they're like, why? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a valid question. I remember moving to Sydney in the year 2000, and it was like in a post-Priscilla world. And I didn't really know that I liked boys. I hadn't pieced that together until my friend Stephanie took me to the Stonewall Hotel. And I genuinely remember being like, oh, the Stonewall Hotel, that's not one of those gay bars, is it? <laughs> and she was like, yeah, but you'll love it. And I was like, I felt nervous about going into a gay bar and like there was still this, like that stigma. Mm. Um, and I, I was meant to go, I came down to Sydney actually to go to the open day at NIDA and I never made it to the open day at NIDA. Oh. I just kissed my first ever boy realized that that was that was who I was and then um, started living here and I just remember going along to the drag shows at like the legendary Aubrey Hotel um, and all up and down you know Oxford Street and I just fell in love with these larger than life entertainers on stage and there's such a the great thing about drag is you don't have to wait for anybody else 
to to do it mm. like it's it's kind of like YouTube today these kids just get your iPhone film yourself put it on YouTube yep, like with true. drag you just have to like think of what you want to perform pick a song learn the words create a costume and then just rock up to your local gay bar and find like an open like Polly's Follies here in Sydney that's been running for decades you can turn up on a Sunday and anybody can perform and fantastic and then yeah drag just always seemed like that that nobody nobody told me what to do I got to define whatever it was how I wanted to look what I wanted to perform and mm. that's what I really loved about it and um, and it's funny because like I moved to West Hollywood in, in 2010 and I went from having you know a great life here in Sydney lots of work to you know living in this like tiny little studio apartment and earning less money than I did when I was 18 mm. years old um, but it was so exciting and so cool like so many people um, you know, moved to a new city and they struggled to find work. And I was like, oh, I know, I know where I'm going to work. I'm going to go to the local gay club. And I hosted karaoke on a Monday night and hosted their Friday night show. And um, and it was just, there's always been work, regardless of whether it was paying very little or a lot. There's always been that consistency, which has been wonderful. And I don't think a lot of people in the entertainment industry get that privilege. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been really cool that drag is just always provided me with work that's fantastic yeah. so I was about to ask was it you know hard once you moved to LA to get those uh, experiences I mean, and opportunities again it was funny because um, I, I resisted for a little while of like doing like the local kind of scene because I hadn't performed in the local scene in Sydney for you know a very long time and then at one point I was just like oh, well gotta you know spent the credit cards are racked up and you, mm. you know you're you're on a shoestring so let's start you know let's take the opportunities and um and it was actually so much fun i was hosting karaoke on a monday night and i i i have a fear of karaoke really as a singer for you i wouldn't have guessed that well (laughs) i i just uh, there's something that makes me feel unnerved about singing a song in an unknown key Mm, but hosting (laughs) karaoke helped me overcome my fear of karaoke um, and when somebody would put in a song and they wouldn't turn up, I'd just be like, well, we'll have a go at singing Natural Woman by Aretha Franklin. I mean, I probably shouldn't, but I'd give it a go. And then I was like, oh, oh, it didn't suck nearly as much as I thought I was going to. Yeah, um, and people probably found it funny. It was like, oh, okay, so yeah. she's going to try it now. And so then I would just like <laughs> sing all of these songs and I actually pushed myself vocally. Oddly, I think um, hosting karaoke was a real breakthrough for me vocally. I was always a little bit scared. And then coming through Australian Idol with amazing mm. singers like Paulini and Cosima, obviously, like, and especially back then, I certainly didn't have the vocal chops that they had. Um, and so I was always kind of like, oh, not quite confident, but I think karaoke actually helped me um, own my own talents as a singer and show me that I could actually do a lot more than I thought. And um, So that was kind of cool. And lots of singing lessons along the way as well. Mm. It's good learning all this, how you got to where you are. Yeah. So you've worked really hard. Did you know we filmed this interview? Well, come on over to our YouTube channel, Rave It Up TV. You can subscribe for free. And here's a little secret. We like to reward our active subscribers with autographed photos and merchandise, no matter where you are in the world. So don't forget to give us a thumbs up while you're there and get busy sharing the videos with your friends. Looking for news that is fair and unbiased? Visit our friends over at Our Shout Media. For all the latest news from Australia and around the world, as well as their own weekly podcast, Our Shout Media delivers news that you can trust. Check them out at ourshoutmedia.wordpress.com. Our Shout Media, news delivered the Australian way on us. I really want to know as well, you know, 
you live you've lived in LA for a while now. Even when you just walk down the street as Shane, do people still recognise you? Yeah. Um, I mean, most of Drag Race is as a boy. So, I mean, the people who are fans of Drag Race, you know, definitely recognise all of us out of drag. But it's kind of like a convenient level of mm. of celebrity. Like, you can't... going to a, It's not too much. Yeah, going to a gay <laughs> bar in drag is asking for trouble. I mean, I'm sure. But, like, usually, like, you get, like, the girl at the makeup counter. You get, like, a, an extra lip liner. Um, or like the boy at the cafe, you know, give you a latte, your soy latte for free. Um, you know, there's lots of perks. Good stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, it's like, it's normally like a fun level of notoriety. Like you'll just be walking down the mall and you'll see someone go, oh my God. And then they'll, they'll approach you like this, like with their phone, like their camera on and their phone out. And they'll be like, hi, how are you? <laughs> I'm like, good, thanks. How are you? Give them a hug. I'm like, do you? Do you want a photo? I'm just like, normal. Oh, no, I didn't. Oh, okay. Sure. Like, I didn't, I'm like, your camera's literally open. Yeah, you can't hide that fact. <laughs> but no, it's it's actually adorable. It's really fun. Cartier and I were hanging out the other day in West Hollywood just during the daytime and we were sort of reminiscing about how, reminiscing? Ruminating about how it was like a, a, a fun level of fame. Fame, yeah. yeah. Good, because I know that there's there is An that point where it's level. like, oh, yeah. I don't have, have any more privacy. Yeah. yeah. And something I do love about you as well is that you go beyond labels. You know, you just as you I've heard in other interviews, you know, you're just simply sometimes a boy, sometimes yep. a girl, yep. and you know, it, it's interesting learning about that. And you and you're making it, you know, okay and acceptable, and people love you, which is fantastic. And it is really showing, you know, people listening right now yeah. that you can fully be yourself, chase your dreams, no matter what, and it really suits the show because that's, you know, something that we love to promote as well. Make sure yeah. you chase your dreams no matter what. Those nine to five boring jobs are always going to be there, yeah. <laughs> ones that you won't like. Well, I mean, the funny thing about uh, about what I do is for years I had a lot of shame about doing drag. I thought that there was something like not, not right, right about right. it and I always... I kind of um, compartmentalized it as like, oh, this is my job and I'm putting on a uniform like a police officer. And then one of my friends, actually Chaz Bono, Cher's son, yep. um, we met on Drag Race oh. and uh, we're, we're great friends and he's been a big mentor for me. And he was like, is it just a job? Do you really mm. think like, A, your choice of wearing women's clothes and not just wearing women's clothes, but pre presenting very, you know, womanly, yes, girly. Um, do you think that that don't you think there's a bit of intentional choice in that? In that yeah. um, and I, I kind of realized like I was like, oh yeah, I actually really love getting to express my gender in, in different ways and um, and this is one of them and I've you know there's obviously a big conversation about um, trans people you know come to a lot of prominence in in recent years which is wonderful and we have all of these amazing you know trans advocates and, and trans visibility and I know in my youth I kind of um, struggled with uh, my own gender identity and didn't really know where I fit in and it was only the last few years where this term genderqueer came about where it was not subscribing to you know the the ideals of of manhood or womanhood and just being whatever you want to be yeah. and I was like oh that feels nice because I always felt a lot of pressure to be a man in Australian society like there was always like you know a real boy manly kind of football mm. and whatnot and and even in the gay community like pecs and abs and you know there's all of this like oddly hyper masculinity in the gay community and I always felt like a bit inadequate and was like oh I'm not I'm not really that am I like I 
Um, and then like, I realized well, I that I didn't want to be myself. To be. Yeah. Yeah. And I just let go of all of those ideas of like what it meant to be a man and just decided to be me. That's good. Yeah. I love how you're promoting this to the listeners as well because we have a lot of younger people and older people as well, which yeah. is great. And something we'd love to know, have you unfortunately had any issues with haters or bullying with this? Really? I, I, I don't know, like ever since Idol, and I don't know whether it was I just got lucky or um, I, think, I think a combination of luck and also the fact that I didn't, I didn't think there was anything wrong with it even though I as I said I had like some shame about like oh is this what I should be doing I I I owned I remember being in Melbourne after Idol and we were doing a photo shoot and um there was some construction workers and we were doing a photo shoot like outdoors on the streets and we were trying to get this one photo um I can't remember what it was for but this crane driver came down he's like g'day Courtney let me stop the traffic for you kind of thing and like blocked off the street so he could like get this photo and he knew who I was and he like you know I loved you on Australian Idol like just some like quintessential Aussie bloke who just mm. was like good on good you. going yeah <laughs> and I just thought that was wonderful and I loved that and um I don't know like I'm sure that there are haters but I prefer to spend my time focusing on focusing on your fans yeah on the people supporters. that love you yeah, yeah. it's great I do love trolling the haters though like I put I did a video it's like about, a hidden love of all of ours yeah. I think <laughs> I did a, a video about gender and sex recently and um and there's all these you know haters and I I, I, I troll them in a in a very respectful and, and compassionate way mm. and I just love like writing a, a little paragraph saying like thank you for your opinion yes thank you for your personal truth but unfortunately your personal truth is wrong because uh, these are these are facts yes I'm not talk it's not about your your personal opinion this is science and here are some some of the facts that we're dealing with mm. um, and uh, yeah I, th I find approaching the haters with compassion but most of the time just not worrying about them yeah as the infamous Taylor Swift said haters gonna hate yep just shake it off yeah <laughs> Yeah, if you just they just kind of they just want attention. So if you ignore them, it's like, oh, didn't get the attention from Courtney. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> maybe it. maybe like online trolls are the new entertainment industry because like as they say in Chicago, you know, we do this because we never never got enough love in our childhoods, and that's show Ooh. business, kids. Maybe haters are the new. But I got so much love in my childhood. I'm like the my my friend was trying to bully me into cosmetic procedures, um, and, and I was like, but I don't want filler I'm I when I look in the mirror I'm like happy with the way I look and he's like well this is all your parents fault if they didn't love you so much as a child <laughs> you wouldn't have this problem you'd be jumping on board like I am and I was like sorry plus makeup is amazing these days yeah. you can do anything <laughs> exactly look look at that face <laughs> Did you know Rave It Up Now has a private Facebook group where we give away regular prizes and you get to have a sneak peek at what we're up to? You'll get to see some fun behind the scenes action and can be part of the interview process yourself, just like a real journalist. So come join us and share your passion for entertainment with all of our other fans. Just search Rave It Up Community on Facebook and we look forward to getting to know you. Do you love the world of entertainment? And do you love writing? Well, you could be perfect to join Rave It Up. We are currently looking for talented new writers to write for our website, raveituptv.com. You must speak fluent English and be passionate about everything entertainment, from celebrities to movies and music. If you're interested, please email us at info at raveituptv.com.
How did you come up with the name Courtney Act? Is it true that Actually, it's that a play on the words Court, court in, the in the Act? Yeah. Um, we were sitting on Crown Street in Darlinghurst. It was, um, I was planning to do drag on New Year's Eve 2000 and I wanted to be called Ginger Labon because I'd been listening to the Smokey okay, Joe's Cafe cast recording and there was this song called Pearl's a Singer and there was this woman who sang it and she had this really raspy voice and I just was obsessed with the song and that's what I wanted to be at that moment in time and I was like I could picture her name being like Ginger Labon <laughs> and, um, and my friend Vanity was like, mm, I think you need a cuter girlier name like Courtney. And I was mm. like, Courtney? It's like Courtney, Court. And I just said it slowly and it, like caught in the, and I was like, act. Caught in the act. Caught in the act. Yeah. And just, just stuck. Just uh, spoke work. to your heart and was like, that's it. Yeah. So you still don't want to be ginger? <laughs> no. Maybe like for Halloween. Maybe for Halloween. Yeah. Ooh, we're going to look out for that now, aren't we? <laughs> And how long does it usually take you to, you know, put all your makeup on? And is it annoying taking these nails um, on and off all the time? <laughs> I normally leave two hours to get ready. Wow. Um, but normally the first hour of that is spent procrastinating. Um, <laughs> like, do I really want to do this? Yeah, like today. <laughs> I, I just do an, a very easy look? <laughs> yeah, I landed from Hong Kong at 6.30. By the time I got to where I was staying, it was probably like 8. And I was like, okay, I had breakfast with my friends. And then I was like, okay, I've got two hours to get ready. Let's go. I was like, oh, the insides of my shoes are really dirty. I've been meaning to clean those. I'm like, really? Now is well, now's so the I time out, I want to yeah, do I got that. a bottle of spray alcohol and like a makeup wipe and just sat there like cleaning the insides of my shoes, which nobody sees when you're wearing them. Like, it's a very interesting procrastination as yeah. well. <laughs> then I did my laundry. Then I clipped my arms. And then I was like, okay, you have an hour. Hurry up. And then um, I got ready. It looked beautiful, so it was just—it was perfect no, like amount I said, of time. It's two hours, but one hour of that is literally spent procrastinating. Always, always, pretty much. Wow. Yeah, and I—I I wish that I didn't. Although I have noticed, like, I've started leaving more time. I used to rush getting ready, and now I try and leave like two to three hours and take my time mm. and like play music, enjoy it. Yeah, instead of just—I got to get ready. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, something else I really wanted to talk to you about today because I. Amazing! Like when I read it, I was like, "Oh, so jealous!" Is the fact that you once performed at Lady Gaga's private birthday party yeah, in Canberra? How, how is she? She's in real amazing. life. She looks like an amazing woman. She is. I've met. Did you see the documentary Five Foot Two? No, I'm actually Netflix? watching it tonight. How so funny good. is that? Bad timing. Um, <laughs> no, she's amazing. I've met her a bunch of times, and she's such a kind and generous. You know, they say don't meet your idols because they'll disappoint, which has been very true in lot. many other cases. But with mm. Gaga, it was not. She completely inspired me. Um, I performed at her birthday party in Canberra and then uh, she came and performed at my club in Sydney, Disgraceland. It's like a little club of 340 people and Gaga and Gaga 10 dancers up. <laughs> turned up and put on a show. I was worried the floor was going to cave in because everyone was just so like... So many people. Like the... Like the, the <laughs> it was epic. And... Um, and then I've, she asked me to be in her uh, lyric video for applause and... Um, and then I, that must I have been a dream come got true. to hang out backstage at um, her show when she closed the Roseland Ballroom in, in America. And she's just amazing. She's like so inspiring and so generous and 
a great team of people around her and um, yeah that five foot two documentary is great well I'm checking it out tonight yeah. I'll let you know what I think of it <laughs> you have an inspiration list on your phone too don't you I heard in an interview and she's one of those inspirations yeah oh right yes yeah I um I bef- actually I haven't used it in ages I think it kind of like seeped in but um so I, I had a, a great idea before I go on stage I had a list I have a list of inspirations of like of what I want to bring to that performance and I mm. think about some of my favorite performers and Gaga is one of them and like I think about like uh, like some depends on what the role is but sometimes I'll think about like the glamour of Marilyn Monroe or the comedy Lovely. of like Bette Midler or and different people who inspire me and what I want to bring into that performance mm. um, and yeah Gaga's definitely on that list she just the way she commands an audience and and inspires people is really cool. What made you think of doing that list? Because I want to do it now. It's a great idea. <laughs> I used to. I remember being. Um, I remember doing this show at Yippie in Darlinghurst many years ago as an alternative drag character called Roxanne Debris, mm. because it was after Idol and um, and I didn't have many gigs, but I I I. Uh, I got offered this job and the money wasn't great, but I didn't have any gigs otherwise and I didn't want to do it as Courtney because it was kind of like, like I didn't want to devalue the brand. Mm. Um, And so I invented this drag character called Roxanne Debris and I did this holiday show and um, a lot of it was comedy and uh, an audience interaction. And I remember thinking about some great like Carlotta and uh, the legendary Simone Troy, who was a, you know, a trans and drag icon, of, dra- trans and drag icon of Sydney, um, you know, 70s, 80s, and 90s, um, and who was a brilliant comedian and hysterically funny. And I just remember thinking about her um, each night before I would do my show, and um, trying to bring some of that. Um, iconic Simone Troy flavor to my performances I would never be so bold as to like she was a legend and like a master craftsman Mm. of of comedy and audience work but I would kind of think about her before I would go on and I it just kind of helped me get into the the mood of the character Um, so yeah as a performer I just thought like before you go on stage like thinking about what it is that I want from the performance what I want the audience to take away from the performance and um and yeah who my inspirations are as a performer so that's why you just started writing them down yeah. on your phone yeah since our phones are always on us these days yeah. <laughs> and what advice would you give to the listeners and the viewers that might want to become a singer or workers in drag um if you like we live in this very strange social media world of like instagram and likes and followers and if if you want lots of followers on instagram then you're in it for the wrong reasons. Mm. Um, If you love performing and you love being on stage and you love creativity and fashion and art and makeup and hair, whether it's drag or whether it's just as a performer, like whatever whatever your passion is, if it's something that you have to do, um, that you love doing, then that's what you should do. Um, And you know, when I started doing drag, it was never something that was gonna, you know, let me travel the world. Like that just wasn't a thing. so I think don't worry about what you think you want from it. Just do what you love to do mm. and then let it unfold. Just take the first step and then once you're there, take the next step. Yeah. And um, yeah, don't worry about 
whether you're going to make a lot of money or whether it's going to, because ultimately, I don't know, I'd rather, I've, I've had, I've, I've earned little money and I've earned lots of money, but I've always loved what I've done and, yeah. um, and to have that satisfaction from your job is, you know, I think it's pretty cool. So I think just, just do it. Exactly. Have fun. It's that simple. Just do what you love. Yeah. Yeah. And we are getting to the end of the interview, unfortunately. It's been a lot of fun. I've learned a lot of things, which is fantastic. <laughs> but as a closing statement, yes. and it was probably the most important question. Uh-oh. Knowing what you know now, what would oh, you yeah. tell your 14-year-old self? Easy. Easy. Oh, Relax. She's already got this. Relax. Relax. I too much. worried far too much about things that were going to happen regardless of whether I worried about them. Mm. Um, you have to show up, you have to work hard and you have to put in the, the hard work and the effort, but like the worry was not useful. Mm. Um, I, I just like looking back at my career now, like the everything happens for a reason versus everything happens and we apply a reason for it afterwards. Yes. I look back and I can see all of the reasons and everything unfold and I... I I realized that like life was gonna happen anyway. And if I showed up and I worked hard, then that's what was important. And, you know, I've been fortunate enough, I, I think, you know, through luck um, to have these opportunities. Like there are lots of people who work really hard and, and are really talented and, and don't get anywhere. There's other people who do. And I think that, um, you know, life presents you with opportunities and you have to make the most of them. And um, and don't, yeah, don't worry so much along the way. Just have fun. That's fantastic. I think yeah. that's good advice for all the young listeners as well, Thanks. not just your 14-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> and before we go, yeah. if the listeners and viewers would like to contact you or find out what you're up to, Yeah, on social media. It's Courtney Act everywhere on Instagram, YouTube. I have, um, you know, lots of stuff going on on YouTube and on my Facebook um, Instagram story. I am the um, Steven Spielberg of Instagram stories, if Ooh. I do say so myself. Okay, I'm um, checking those out now. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I love I love my Instagram stories. Um, but yeah, just Courtney Act everywhere on social media. Nice and easy. Yeah. I hate when like people have just all different names for everything. It's like you're not making it easy for anybody. <laughs> but thank you so much for coming. My pleasure. On the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you're very welcome. We'd love to have you on again in the future. So Be whenever you're in Australia again, I want to. Just have a chat about anything, you let me know. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Thank you for listening. If you want to be the first to get every new episode, remember to subscribe to this podcast for free. Just search for Rave It Up on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and share it with your friends and tell us what you love the most and even let us know what you want to hear on this podcast. You can even check out the videos of our interviews on our YouTube channel, Rave It Up TV. And for more, visit our website, raveituptv.com. Now, before I leave you today, I just want you to remember that you are loved and you are beautiful. Bye.